Our responsorial psalm, the antiphon, I trust in the mercy of God forever. I trust in the mercy of God forever. I, like a green olive tree in the house of God, trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I, like a green olive tree, means someone who's young, someone who's young, and that person experience of God was that God is trustworthy. I trust in God's merciful love, God's care. We see something here in that first reading today, and um, I could say something more. This is the opening or the beginning of the letter of St. Paul to Colossians, and what does St. Paul says to the people of a city or town called Colossae. And he speaks of himself as an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. So in the first place, he defines himself. I am here writing to you. I am here the one who's proclaiming the gospel to you by the will of God. God somehow gave me the opportunity to be, your, to be the follower. And when Paul says that he's doing it because God wished and desired it, he knows what he's saying because he was the one who was enemy of the gospel, he was the enemy of Jesus. So he's the one who started on the wrong path. Perhaps he was also the one on account of whom St. Stephen the martyr was, was, was stoned because they brought the cloak of Stephen and placed it in front of Paul, Saul. So we have a story here right away that, that Saul acknowledges, or St. Paul, as he, was, he gave himself the name of Paul, meaning the little one. He uh, acknowledges that God's will somehow was over able to overcome. His mercy was uh, so great, it was able to overcome his own lack of faith and made him a, a, an apostle, someone who speaks on behalf of God. And then he says, and Timothy and brother, and what is he saying to the holy ones and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ in Colossae? So he's addressing to them, he speaks of them as the holy ones and faithful brothers. St. Paul understood that these people embrace the proclamation of the gospel with their whole heart and became believers. And so the Lord says, uh, St. Paul says to them, may the, may the fathers, may God the Father be with you, may his grace and peace be with you. So first of all, he's addressing them. And secondly, he says, I always give thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the holy ones because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. It is interesting how St. Paul speaks to them, giving thanks for their faith, their love, and their hope, the three Christian virtues, faith, hope, and love. Faith is we say yes to God, that when he says, when he proclaims, when he speaks to us, when he reveals himself, we believe in him. Hope is that we accept his promises. So faith is accepting the Lord. Hope is accepting that which he gives us, the promises he made, 
that we will be in heaven with him, that we will share in his joy, that we will have resurrection of, of the dead. These are the and more and the, a life of glory which you not grasp. And, and love is because we accept not only in faith, but we love what we hear. God gives us the capacity to accept it and say, thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for allowing me to, to believe in you. So it's a very personal element. You know, those are three theological virtues by which we come to know God, his promises, and our eternal glory. But then he says something more. Of this you have already heard through the word of the truth, the gospel that has come to you, just as in the whole world it is bearing fruit and growing, so also among you, which means the seeds of the gospel being planted have taken root in you just as in many already. And we know he knows the, you know, the Romans and Corinthians and Thessalonians and you know, Ephesians and all the other ones which are there, so in many places. And, and, so, and this is what we have learned from, your, from uh, Apophras, our beloved fellow servant, who's trustworthy minister, and he gives witness to your love that you have in your spirit. St. Paul speaks and truly acknowledges the faith of Colossians and acknowledges the fact that they, they're producing great fruit but I can say this to each one of you here. I can say to the many thousands who follow our Eucharistic celebrations, thank you for your faith. Thank you for your faith. Thank you for accepting God's word, for wishing to love the Lord with all your heart, even amidst struggles, even amidst difficulties, even amidst sins, and sometimes falling, falling flat on our faces. And yet you get up in grace and you confess and you continue on the road in, in the footsteps of our Lord. This is when I can say here, standing, you know, in, 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 at the, at the, in the Divine Mercy Shrine, I, I see so many who come here who seek to be reconciled, who seek healing, to seek strength. And many come from long distances, sometimes thousands of miles away to be here because of your faith, because you're here, because you know that somehow God in his mercy has taught you, has prepared special graces for you, and so you come. Or whether if you're following us through the media, you can enter this very place in a spiritual way and be here. There's so many examples of, of people of today Yesterday, we honor St. Teresa of Calcutta. Um, it was Pope John Paul II who spoke of her as a witness to the gospel of today, witness of a gospel. How is her faith manifested in the way she cared for the poorest of the poor? How she was willing to care for them? Yes, because she saw in their faces the Lord Jesus just as Jesus said in Matthew 25, the last judgment, whatever you have done to the least of my brothers and sisters, you have done to me. That's accepting in faith the gospel in its fullness. She lived it out. There are so many examples of not only Mother Teresa's of today, but mothers and grandmothers and fathers, grandfathers, brothers, sisters who care and were stretched for one another. 
I know the, 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 the long prayers sometimes mothers and fathers or grandparents pray for their children and grandchildren so that they may believe. And I know that the prayer that they utter, even if it is per persevering over a long time, it will be granted whether short or long, it doesn't matter. God hears, God hears. And especially persevering prayer, we have a witness of so many who over decades they have prayed and brought their sons and daughters to, to, to a state of holiness, of faith. The witness that St. Paul here describes of the uh, people in Colossae is the same thing that I can say here for you. Stay close, stay close to the Lord, listen to him, embrace it in faith, place confidence in him completely and know that, that in hope we already have receive the gifts that he has prepared for us. And by loving him, by loving the Lord, loving one another, these, these gifts which already we have received in faith, that they'll become a reality for us. The second aspect of today's readings is, is Jesus as the healer. Jesus is the one who heals. Jesus is the one who removes evil from our sight. The mission of our Lord Jesus is to confront evil and all the consequences of evil, confront, this, confront Satan and, and the powers of evil which are at work in this world. And we know they are there. And, and, and then not only that, but also the consequences of evil when we fall short, when we trap ourselves in listening to our disordered nature or to listen to the voices of today uh, which reject God, who want to take advantage. We're not that far off from the, of 2,000 or 2,500 years ago, the philosophy of carpe diem. Carpe diem, grab as much as you can from this life because we die. We have a commercial, you know, even beer commercial. Grab all the gusto you can before you go, before you die. And so we often get trapped in, in trying to, you know, try to cling on to things which are not really good for us. And, and, but we don't have the power to overcome because sometimes the sin is so powerful and has such a hold on us that we have a hard time letting, letting, letting uh, being free or even letting go. But the Lord today through a gospel says that I have the power, I have brought this gift to you. You can receive the freedom you can receive the freedom from sin, and you can obtain all the graces that I have prepared for you when, when you turn to me and cry out to me, seek, seek that, that both freedom from sin as well as from the torments of whatever they may be, the sickness, illness, whether on the emotional level, spiritual level, or even on the physical level, that God hears us. At the same time as we see here is that Jesus who as you know, he was led to, in, in chapter three of St. Luke, he's led into, into the, first of all, he, he receives baptism from the Lord, I mean, from John the Baptist, uh, and then he goes into, into the desert, and from the desert he returns where? To Nazareth, where his mission began, the mission of Messianic mission, and then he goes to, to Capernaum, to the synagogue, and there he confronts the evil one. That's the first act 
first act in the Gospel of St. Luke is confronting the evil one to remove the, the one who's possessed by demon. And then today we follow that, which says, after Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. He heals the mother, Simon's mother-in-law, who was afflicted with severe fever. And is the other people who were interceding with him about her. So others tell Jesus, you've got to heal his mom, you know, his mother-in-law, because, because, uh, because she's really suffering. So there he heals her. And then at sunset, all who had people with sick, people uh, had people sick with various diseases, brought them to him at sunset. Why at sunset? Because they completed their work. They had to work wherever was farming, whatever they were doing. So that's the time they could be freed up. So when they brought this, take care of their own sick. And the Lord was healing. He laid his hands on each one of them and cured them. It was in generic healing. The Lord touched each person, just like, you know, the being praying over people. Yes, we can pray in generic way, but we can also do so in a very specific hands, placing our hands on each one of them, he cured them. And demons also came out of him, shouting, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. What, what can we say? Here's a very interesting thing. The demons know who Jesus is. They know that he is the son of God. But they do not accept him. Today, many people also, they have heard of Jesus around the world. And some even accuse him of all kinds of things. But they do not accept him as the, as the one who heals, as the one who forgives, as the one who leads to eternal life. And this is when we have to say, Lord, we thank you for the gift of faith. We thank you for the gift of knowledge of your son. Thank you for the gift of loving him, that we may be able to participate and partake in the gifts that he has brought, the, the gifts of healing, healing spiritual, healing above all, healing us from, from the terrible affliction of sin. Sin today is not recognized. People don't even know what sin is. Sometimes they may think of, of psychological guilt as a sin, but that's not it. Sin is going against God's commandments. Sin is going against the, 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 the deeper knowledge within our heart, which says, well, I shouldn't do this, but then I justify it for some benefits of mine. I ju justify it, so which means I go against God's will because of primarily of weakness, because I have predispositions which are disordered anyhow, but I'm looking for something, some one benefit. What the Lord is saying to us today is this, I have come to forgive sins of all humanity. I have offered my life on behalf of all people, and I wish that they would participate in this gift. God's joy comes when we say yes to him. God wants to forgive. God wants to heal. God wants to give us the best, which is, goes beyond this, this, the, the, the life here on earth. He wants to give us the best, but we have to ask him that he may grant us this, this grace. There's a, from this, uh, you know, the biblical theology, which I sometimes refer to, to you, 
This is what Jesus says, the miracles, the, the, the summary, the miracles of healing, then anticipate in some measure the state of perfection which human nature will at length recover in the kingdom of God according to the prophecies, which means that the Lord's miracles of today or the, any form of, of graces that we receive speak already of the future glory when everyone, everyone will be freed from any form of consequence of sin, from any forms of evil. Everyone will receive the greatness of God's gift, and we call it being in paradise, being sharing in his glory, according to prophecy. But they are also symbolic meaning pertaining to actual time. Sickness is a symbol of the state in which sinful man finds himself. Spiritually, he is blind, deaf, paralyzed. The cure of the sick man is therefore also a symbol. It represents the spiritual cure where Jesus came to work in man. He forgave the sins of the paralytic to show that he had his, this power. He cured him. This aspect of miracles is revealed especially in the fourth gospel, curing of the paralytic, you know, the one that was brought by, by his friends so that Jesus may heal him, but also the cure of man who's born blind. The man born blind shows Jesus as the light of the world. And then above all is the gift of, and the powerful gift of Jesus in the Eucharist, who offered himself as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins and to bring forth healing, healing. Maybe then today, as we continue with the sacred liturgy, especially the words of God, the word of God given to us and the, and the word which consoles us, acknowledges not only that we are in need of his mercy and love, but also that he's glad to share this with us. Maybe then through this Eucharistic celebration, especially when we receive the Lord, just ask him to give us a great healing, healing of our heart, of our mind, of our spirit, healing of our emotions, healing of our relationships. He says, Lord Jesus, I welcome you. I want you to be the Lord, that I want to acknowledge you as my redeemer, as my beloved. But I wish that your very presence, as I welcome you, that you may perform the great miracles within all my heart, within my family or the workplace. I ask you to give all the blessings that you have prepared for me for today that I may not miss it. You know, and as you know, Jesus says to Faustina, he says, when people receive me as a dead object, I cannot work within their hearts. I have so many graces that I wish to share with them, but they do not wish to welcome me. And so may we today say, Lord, we believe in you. When you come into my heart, I will welcome you with love. I welcome you with, with uh, this deep longing and desire to have you be my Lord and my God, my healer, healer, sanctifier, and merciful Savior. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you.
and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.